This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Simon Cowell's warning after he's nearly paralyzed in an e-bike accident. He misses America's Got Talent rehearsals after crashing on his new e-bike. I miss you, Simon. Plus, what you need to know before you ride an e-bike. Woo, you could definitely feel that. And celebrity chef Rachel Ray's home up in flames. Requesting one tanker each of the scene of a working structure fire. What she's saying today, then shut down. Outbreak in the crowded school that went viral. It was heartbreaking. Super spreader events continue across America. The largest gathering of Americans since the pandemic. And no social distancing on the Jersey Shore. And does President Trump really want to be on Mount Rushmore? Then, chaos in Chicago. Looters targeting the magnificent mile. And close call. And ring overboard? Is this proposal oops for real? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Calvi in today for Deborah. Simon Cowell doesn't want anyone to end up like him breaking their back in an e-bike accident. The America's Got Talent judge just had emergency surgery and doctors say he could have ended up paralyzed. So Simon is speaking out saying read the manual before ever getting on an e-bike. Lisa Guerrero has our report. Simon Cowell has a serious warning following that nightmare e-bike accident in which he broke his back in three places. Some good advice. If you buy an electric trail bike, read the manual before you ride it for the first time, he tweeted after having emergency surgery. 60-year-old Cowell has reportedly had a metal rod put in his back after surgery lasting six hours. The accident happened in the courtyard area of his Malibu home. One report says he narrowly missed severing his spinal cord and was in complete agony. Because of the accident, Cowell missed the first two live broadcasts of America's Got Talent, set to air on Tuesday and Wednesday night. His fellow judges have been busy rehearsing here at Universal Studios Hollywood and have sent along their well wishes to their absent colleague. I miss you, Simon, and get well soon. Heidi Klum posted these videos taken at the studio. I'm here next to... Simon's trailer. Sophia Vergara wrote, We miss our boss. Come back fast, Simon Cowell. In this photo, Heidi, Sophia, and Howie Mandel point to Simon's empty chair. Simon Cowell has been spotted biking around his neighborhood lately. It's not known which make of bike was involved in the accident. He's not alone in being an e-bike fan. There's been an uptick in e-bike sales during the pandemic, but it's important to stay safe. 
These YouTube videos show accidents involving e-bikes, which is basically a bicycle with a battery and motor to make pedaling easier. They have power to them. You can do 20 plus miles per hour. I spoke to Rodney Masjetti, owner of DTLA Bikes in Los Angeles. Reports indicate that Simon Cowell may have been shifting gears, did a wheelie, and flew off the back. What do you think could have caused that, and how can we avoid getting into an accident like that? So starting off is power settings. Um, if the power settings are nice and low, then you're not going to have that torquey feel, and you're not going to feel like the front end of the bike basically lifts up. As for Simon, he's on the road to recovery, tweeting, Massive thank you to all the nurses and doctors, some of the nicest people I have ever met. Stay safe, everyone. Simon Cowell's longtime girlfriend and their six-year-old son were with him at the time of his accident. We hope it gets better soon. And a scare for Rachel Ray as her house goes up in flames. Ray has been doing her show from home during the pandemic. And while the fire is devastating, as Stephen Fabian reports, everyone is relieved. Ray, her husband, and their dog are all okay. The home of celebrity cook Rachel Ray engulfed in flames. Working structure fire. Ray, her husband John Cusimano, and their dog were at the upstate New York home at the time, but thankfully escaped unharmed. The fire broke out at 5.30 p.m. Sunday evening at the lakeside property. You can see flames shooting through the roof as thick smoke soars into the night sky. Firefighters surrounded the home in an attempt to bring the blaze under control. Requesting one tanker each to the scene of a working structure fire. About how long did it take to get this fire under control? It took a while. It's a remote area, no fire hydrants, no way to get water there. Um, very difficult to get fire trucks there. So that uh, makes it hard to get any amount of water there. Ray tweeted, thank you to our local first responders for being kind and gracious and saving what they could of our home. Grateful that my mom, my husband, my dog were all okay. These are the days we all have to be grateful for what we have, not what we've lost. You have to have the kitchen equipment that's essential to how you like to eat. Ray has been broadcasting her daytime talk show from her home throughout the pandemic. The kitchen actually looks straight through the living room. She recently gave her viewers a tour, including a look at the huge kitchen, which is said to have survived the blaze. That crazy room over there, if you're brave enough to go into it, is my pantry. The investigation into what started the blaze is underway, but authorities say there is nothing suspicious. One official says the flames appear to have started in the roof and then quickly spread through the home, which is located down this private road about three and a half hours from New York City. Authorities say it will be at least a week before they are able to determine exactly what caused the blaze. Ray says she did lose her phone in the chaos, so she apologized for not returning calls and texts. More drama out of the Georgia high school that's become a center point for the debate over whether or not schools should be open in the age of COVID-19. The school has now been shut down after almost a dozen students and staff members tested positive for COVID-19. As Amber Cogliano reports, the whistleblowers are now saying they saw it coming. 
Outbreak at the Georgia High School where students were pictured packed in the hallways. The school now shut down. In a letter sent to parents, the superintendent revealed there are nine confirmed cases of COVID-19 at North Paulding High School, and they're switching to digital learning today and tomorrow while the school is thoroughly cleaned and disinfected. Now a school nurse in the same district who quit because she didn't feel safe says she saw this coming. It was kind of maybe your worst fear come true, I guess, right? Absolutely it was. I held out a small bit of hope that, you know, maybe, maybe I was wrong. Maybe it's, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. So when I saw that, it, it definitely um, was one of my one of my biggest fears for the children and their families too. In Jacksonville, one teacher has written a mock obituary for herself to protest Florida's schools reopening. She returned to work, did her best to handle all the roles placed on her shoulders, wrote Whitney Reddick, a 33-year-old special ed teacher. But the workload weakened her and the virus took hold. She succumbed to the ignorance of those in power. I just wanted those lawmakers or, you know, decision makers to feel the gravity of that decision that they are making and for it to really sit with them and to understand what they're doing. Meanwhile, we're seeing troubling images of huge crowds this weekend at what health officials fear could be super spreader events. In Sturgis, South Dakota, thousands of bikers gathered for the annual motorcycle rally. These images of a packed concert were posted on social media. Rod Woodruff owns the Buffalo Chip Campground where many of the bikers stayed. We give everybody a chance to enjoy themselves and make their own choices about the risks that they want to take. Our motto here is you ride free, you take risks, and these people are all adults. And this was the scene in New Jersey. Outside bars at the Jersey Shore, young people lining up, no masks, no social distancing. Jeremy Schneider shot the videos. It's honestly seemed like people had forgotten that we were in the middle of a pandemic. And actor Antonio Banderas is the latest celebrity to go public with a positive COVID-19 test. Banderas says he is spending his 60th birthday in quarantine. It feels more tired than usual, but he says he is confident he will recover. President Trump is shooting down a report that alleges a White House aide inquired about getting Trump's likeness added to Mount Rushmore. He calls it fake news, but he does admit being immortalized in stone with our forefathers sounds like a good idea. Does President Trump really want his face on Mount Rushmore? Here's a mock-up of what it might look like. The New York Times reported that a White House aide reached out to the South Dakota governor's office with a question. What's the process to add additional presidents to Mount Rushmore? The president tweeted today, never suggested it, although based on all the many things accomplished during the first three and a half years, perhaps more than any other presidency, sounds like a good idea to me. We got reaction from former White House Communications Director Anthony Scaramucci. Well, that's definitely not a joke. No, he has a, uh, look, that's, you know, he's an unbelievably insecure guy. And so when you're as insecure as him, you have to do all of this blustering and all of this showmanship in an effort to overcompensate for whatever insecurity that you're feeling. And so, of course, he, he's serious about putting himself on, on Mount Rushmore. The president first floated the idea, apparently in jest, after just six months in the White House. If I did it, joking, totally joking, having fun, the fake news media will say he believes he should be on Mount Rushmore. 
So I won't say it, okay? But South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem says he wasn't joking when he told her, do you know it's my dream to have my face on Mount Rushmore? He was totally serious. You may recall the president held a rally at Mount Rushmore to begin Independence Day weekend. It would take an act of Congress to add a face to Mount Rushmore, but experts say construction would destabilize the whole monument. Meanwhile, the president invited members of his golf club at Bedminster, New Jersey, to two weekend press conferences. Few were wearing masks, and there was no social distancing until club officials saw some social media posts and began handing out masks. And the president was on Twitter today vowing to take more action to end civil unrest in the nation. His words come as Chicago's upscale shopping district, the Magnificent Mile, is targeted by looters. Mayhem along Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Looters storm luxury clothing stores and dozens of other shops. Here, looters ransack a Tesla car dealership. Watch as cops chase down suspects. This woman couldn't outrun the police. Come on, y'all. This looter even live-streamed her break-in. Extraordinary footage shows a car purposely plowing into a storefront as crowds cheer the driver on. Cops say looters actually organize on social media to form a caravan to hit the famous shopping district. The riots were sparked by this tense standoff the day before, after false rumors spread that police had shot a child. Meantime, in Portland, police deploy rubber bullets and tear gas as protests continued for the 73rd day. Some protesters also started a fire inside the police union building. Surveillance video from inside shows someone breaking the door and throwing something flammable inside. This angle shows more protesters trying to fuel the flames. Oh my God! And total chaos in Fort Collins, Colorado, after an all-out fistfight erupts between a pro-cop group and Black Lives Matter protesters. Keep punching each other in the face. Just don't shoot anybody. Three people were arrested in connection with that brawl. Now, heart-stopping video as a woman leaves her home and a bolt of lightning strikes just feet away. She spoke with Megan Alexander about how she ran for cover. Imagine walking outside to this. A lightning bolt strikes a tree next door. The blast is intense. It fell a little bit as if it kind of pushed me back a little bit. You can see debris whizzing by Sarah Rabardi's head before she runs back inside her house in Morgan City, Louisiana. Had you ever felt anything that strong before? Right after it happened, I was kind of shaking a little bit, like... Um, it was scary. Look closely. Right after Sarah runs to safety, you can see a cat race by. I'm guessing she just ran home. No one's taking any chances with Mother Nature's wrath. Wow. Back with more after this. Next, ring overboard? <laughs> Is this proposal oops for real? <laughs> Then, imagine quarantining with 14 kids and college homecoming royalty. We were the homecoming king and queen. How they found love 28 years later. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. 
It's a proposal that goes so wrong, many online thought it couldn't possibly be real. Now the bride-to-be is revealing all. This guy is proposing to the love of his life in front of a gorgeous Florida sunset. Now it's time for the ring. Whoops. Are you stupid? The wingman, who didn't exactly have the best throw, sends the ring overboard. A brave friend jumped ship to save the engagement ring. The crazy video went viral, but not everyone was buying it. This had to be planned, posted one skeptic. Well, we can now reveal it was all a prank. Are you stupid? Bride-to-be Angelina Zalazova had no idea the ring box was empty. I was like, he threw that too high. And I see my fiance like barely try to catch it. Um, then when I looked down in the ocean, it, it didn't register to me that there was no ring in there. The groom and the guy who threw the ring box were the only two in on it. Yep, the poor guy who jumped into the water was clueless too. You must have been horrified. For me, it was more laughable. I'm like, oh, this is actually hilarious. Talk about starting happily ever after with a splash. The prankster who threw the empty box had the actual ring in his pocket, so the real proposal went off without a hitch. If you think your house is packed during quarantine, wait till you meet the Doricos and their 14, yes, 14 kids. Let's just say there is never a dull moment. Meet the Doricos and their 14, yes, 14 children. Let's do the math. Single, single, twins, quintuplets, triplets, triplets. In a week, we go through 15 boxes of waffles, 20 rolls of toilet paper. The Doricos are the subject of a new TLC series called Doubling Down with the Doricos. They're in alphabetical order in your name, birth order. So how are they handling such a full house during quarantine? Having built-in playmates is exactly what uh, they have. So, you know, I my heart goes out to the children that are quarantined. <laughs> There's only one of them and the parents. What's the word that begins with Y? You. Good. And what about remote learning if schools are closed? Early childhood education is my background. I just know how to, you know, divide and conquer. I don't want to do math. It's a piece of cake. Doubling Down with the Dorica's premieres Tuesday night on TLC. And when we come back, a wedding almost 30 years in the making. They were homecoming king and queen decades ago. Now sparks are flying. It's a wedding almost three decades in the making. I can't believe we got married. 28 years later. Greg and Janet DeBeast first met back in college. There's my queen. In 1992, they were homecoming king and queen at New Jersey's Montclair State University. Here's the moment they were crowned on the 50-yard line of the stadium. <laughs> Janet says back then, party animal Greg wasn't exactly her type. I would have never dated him in college. <laughs> Each got married and had a family, but recently found themselves divorced and searching for love on a dating app. By chance, Greg came across Janet's photo. I couldn't believe she was single. I couldn't believe she looked the same. I couldn't believe uh, she was out there on this app. <laughs> he actually reached out to one of his fraternity uh, friends and said, is this Janet, you know, Jaramillo from college? Just to verify that it was me. And, and what did he say to you? He said, yeah, go get your queen. <laughs> After a year of dating, surrounded by their seven children, they said, I do. Where else? Back at the same 50-yard line where they were crowned homecoming king and queen. I got my king. I got my queen. <laughs>
We wish them a happy marriage. And next, more proof love conquers all. It's love in the age of COVID-19. For 11 days, 19-year-old Colin Ouellette sat outside his girlfriend's window while she was forced to quarantine after testing positive for COVID-19. Rain or shine, day or night, he was right there. I knew it'd be a hard time for her and I just want to be there and do everything I could to support her. Colin made himself comfortable with a chair and a snack. His girlfriend Camilla never had symptoms and has now tested negative. She says seeing Colin outside her window was the best medicine. It meant the absolute world to me. Very sweet. We'll see you next time. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuel, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.